the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good evening, everybody. Uh, if we could please have roll call. Chuck Bowar? Here. Firestone? Here. Gannum? Here. Anna? Here. Hearn is absent. Lazaridis? Here. Molesky is absent. Thank you. Did that backwards, didn't I? All right. Um, uh, first item uh, for review tonight is uh, approval of the minutes from June 26th, 2023. Do I hear any corrections? Hearing none, I move to approve as presented. Second. Seconded by Firestone. Bullware? Yes. Firestone? Yes. Yannum? Yes. Anna? Yes. Lazaridis? Yes. Kern and Molesky are absent. Thank you. All right. Looking forward to the uh, agenda this evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pretty light agenda. Um, a lot of our directors and, um, uh, or, and people giving the reports are up at the community center as we have an event going on up there starting at 8 p.m. And, uh, you know, we were certainly looking forward as a commission to heading that direction after this meeting. So we do have some uh, reports that Rachel will be sharing quite a bit of others' information, uh, but we do still have Ms. Maiko out there as well to give hers and uh, Ms. English as well. But uh, the mayor is not here this evening, so that is moving into the council report, which is mine. Um, which my report is I'm looking forward to the event this evening up at the community center as it's a fun Christmas in July party that I know is going to be happening and should be lots of fun with all the kids. Um, it's been a pretty uh, light month uh, of the summer and nothing else major to report. So that would be all. And on to the director's report, Miss Angle. Thanks, AJ. Um, just commenting on what AJ had said, tonight's our Christmas in July event. Members are $2 and then residents are 5 and any guests of the members are $5. That's 8 to 10 p.m. There is a complimentary um, Christmas cookie for all the kids that are attending. So we're hoping that they have fun and enjoy the decorations, the Christmas music as um, we do a Christmas Eve in July, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, looking ahead for the next month, August 9th will be another late night swim for us, and that will be, that's a Wednesday, and that theme will be announced at a later date. We have another flick on the field going on August 18th, which is a Friday, and uh, hoping for a little bit warmer weather. Our first one was still a good turnout, but very chilly. So August 18th for that flick on the field. Uh, for the fall session of Acting for Kids, That'll be coming up um, in September, September 12th. This actual session will be hosting auditions for, people will be trying out for parts. So whoever participates in this class, the kids will be trying out for a specific position or a specific part, excuse me. Um, and that'll be on September 11th. So that registration will be coming and a blast will be out about that if anyone's interested in signing up. We have um, another, it'll be our second annual trike and bike event going on, and that'll be at um, the Blossom property, and that is August 12th, that's a Saturday. The bikes will start off um, at 10 a.m., but before then, there will be um, a DJ, ice cream truck, there'll be an area where you can decorate your bike, your tricycle, or whatever you're choosing to ride on. There's helmet checks, 
There is the Safety Town will be open. Our fire and police will be part of this event. And so again, that's August 12th at 10 a.m. at the Blossom Field property. And we do that big loop that's up there um, at Blossom. It's a really great event. It went super, super well last year. So we're really looking forward to hosting again. We, were, um, we raised over uh, our goal last year. So we're hoping to do that again as well. Another exciting thing is we are going to be hosting our fall pickleball tournament. And um, that is going to be September 22nd and 23rd. That'll be held in our Blossom Hill Field House. And um, registration is soon to come for that. There's a couple new things, new additions that we're doing and trying some new stuff out with the feedback that we received from our first tournament. So um, we are looking forward to hosting that and having a full tournament, doing a couple different categories. Um, not categories, but I guess divisions. Divisions. So 3.0, 3.5, and 4.0. Um, but that will be soon to come. Since we have lots of pickleballers in the crowd tonight, I wanted to mention that. Um, and that's all I have for myself, AJ. Thank you. Thank you. Does anybody have any questions for? Okay. Um, moving on for our athletic area report, Rhonda. No. No. I'm sorry. I'm going to fitness report in my head. Okay. I'll turn <laughs> um, off with everybody missing tonight. So I will, um, Jamie is on vacation, so I will just give his athletic area report that he gave to me, and that is baseball and softball season has wrapped up on July 19th. Bocce season is ongoing currently. Many compliments on the new courts that have been rebuilt by service. They are excited about those, and they're working out great for them. Youth and adult tennis lessons are ongoing as well. Instructors from Center Court have been doing a great job. Youth tennis will end at the beginning of August, and adult tennis will run through the end of the month for August. The adult co-ed softball season and tournament wrapped up Sunday, July 23rd. Um, we looked into a mini one-day tournament to host in the fall, so details to come about that. We are still taking sign-ups for the BSA Soccer Academy. The season will begin mid-August. August 1st registration, there's a lot going on for the community center in those regards. Registration will include the lacrosse clinic, the fall youth volleyball, adult co-ed volleyball, fall peewee basketball, and fall pickleball tournament. Um, fall sports will begin on July 31st with the following sports using the various city athletic properties. Um, soccer will be using the turf, upper soccer field, and Chippewa. Football will be utilizing Stadium Drive, Chippewa. Lacrosse will be utilizing the turf and Chippewa. Cheer, um, they are a new program, which I'm sure Meg can comment on, and they'll be using Outfield of E for their practices. The service department had removed some fencing from City Hall A, B, and C that was in need of repair and preparation for the new concrete pathway that was approved. Later this fall, service will also be installing a drain at the lower soccer field to alleviate some of the standing water at the base of the hill. Once the drain is installed, the field itself will be aerated, overseeded, and shut down until next spring. So looking forward to those improvements just needs the lower soccer field just needs some time to heal and grow so they can get on it. And that concludes Jamie's report. Thank you. I'm going to keep the mic on you now for the aquatic area report. Hey, um, uh, Rachel, one question. Yes. When does the uh, brochure come out for the fall? Is that out yet? The uh, uh, fall brochure, I'm sorry, like the bullet? Yeah, the, the activity like, with all the, regi the registration brochure. Some of the fall stuff is out is in it? the current version. The new one should be out in the, by the end of this week, beginning of next week. Okay. 
Um, the next bulletin that'll have everything in it will be the September, September. 1st bulletin. But the stuff that registration is starting for should all be out in the current brochure. Okay. And any questions on that for any parents um, or adults, just call the community center and they'll be able to assist you. Um, now going to our aquatic area report. Louise is down getting finishing up preparations for our event this evening. Um, his report is last sessions of swim lessons have started. So it's in the last two weeks of both evening and morning lessons currently. Um, he wanted to reiterate the, uh, excuse me, the other late night swim will be August 9th, which is a Wednesday. The swim, swim team championships is this Saturday. Independence hosts the championship tournament, but Louise and his staff put together the entries and the lineups for all the team teams. From the six teams in the league, there's about 330 swimmers swimming Saturday. 105 of them are Braxvilles, so we wish them the best of luck. Hope they, ho hope they bring home some hardware. Last day of outdoor pool season is August 13th. So after that, we'll switch to just weekends and some evenings, depending on staff availability. Our last weekend will be Labor Day weekend. There is no substitute for to parental supervision in the pool. So just reiterating, I know we spoke briefly last time about how many saves have been happening this summer and just really being cautious um, about where our kids are being and how active they're being. I know some may feel left out if some of their friends are going in the deep end and they want to try, um, putting, possibly sometimes putting themselves or others in dangerous situations. So I feel the lifeguards are doing an excellent job at being aware, jumping in when needed, communicating if they see anyone struggling or assisting them. So I do commend the lifeguards for that and Louise for all their, their hardcore training that they do. Um, and that will conclude my report for Louise. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and now to the fitness report, Rhonda. Good evening. Um, currently working on the fall fitness schedule, and that should have all the updates done, and classes will be beginning after Labor Day. We're waiting on fitness equipment that was approved back in April, and the last word I got is that the equipment should be received the end of August, early September. And we are updating the Audio Fetch app that people listen to the TVs while they're working out. So that's in progress right now because I think that app is malfunctioning now. So we need to improve and make everybody happy again. And that concludes my report. And just to comment on Rhonda's audio fetch, we did buy some new wiring for that. So Miles heading up that project just to make sure that all those connections are correct and um, we can get it working more consistently. Great. Any other questions? Thank you. Moving on for the CVYO report, Ms. English. Good evening. All right. Our summer programs are just about wound up. Uh, we're taking care of tryouts for 2024 teams for both the softball and baseball program while the weather's nice. So that's typically how uh, cities around Northeast Ohio do it. They do their tryouts right after the season ends. Um, so those things are just being finished up. And then beginning August 1st, our lacrosse, our soccer, our football program are going to be starting uh, with their practicing. The schedule has already been established as well as, uh, Rachel mentioned, cheer. 
Um, so CHEER is a new program for us. We just had a clinic this past weekend up at the field house. I believe there are about 150 girls that participated, and um, we're looking forward to welcoming them. We have them participating in the fall on the outer part of the outfield E at Blossom so that they'll have access to lights and restrooms. So making the most out of that property as well. And um, then the other question that I have to just bring forward is the stadium drive status. I know that there, through City Council, there's been approval through the grants that you received for some projects to be taking place there. I know the bleachers and the scoreboard and whatever other projects are going on and just wondered what was going on there. I know that in previous uh, recommission meetings, we mentioned that it would be done before football season. I'm sure football game season is what they're really probably concerned about, especially with the bleachers and the scoreboard. So I just want to kind of get a timetable for that. Sure. Um, to, as far as what council's approval was and the purchases, it was for the scoreboard, it was for the bleachers and the concrete pad and slab. As far as the timeline, though, do you know what the status is of that, Rachel, and when those projects will be? What would be the date of the first um, football game that would be held? I think the day? first football game is usually like the Saturday after Labor Day. Okay. Um, I know, I believe with the bleachers and the concrete, since we're controlling that concrete and the bleachers getting in, I know Kickle's on that with scheduling it with his crew. Um, that should be done before the, the first game or any season. With the scoreboard being ordered, I believe they said end of September, early October for that coming in and then being installed. Okay, so I can update you know the Absolutely. football program so that they know that yes. for both the school and the uh, youth program. Yes. So that they're aware of that. Hopefully sooner, you know, a lot has been given. I think they've done timeline. something temporary in the past down there, so I just want to make them aware so that they can make arrangements as necessary. Yep. So. Yeah, of course. So that concrete pad, um, I will check on the bleacher installation or when we should be receiving that and then put them together. But you're thinking that first game is the weekend after Labor Day. Yeah, I'll, I'll firm that up and get back to you with a definite date. And then I will, too, with the bleachers. And then I was wondering what the status is. I know the timeline is around a month for the replacement of the walkway from the gas pumps up to behind Field C. And I know the fencing is down right now. So I just wanted to see if we're still in that month-ish yeah. Well, after frame. I checked with them when taking out the um, fencing, they still feel confident about that timeline. Okay, great. Thank you. Absolutely. Anything else, Mike? No. All right, great. Um, there was no old business on the agenda. There was no new business on the agenda, so it's time for public comments. Um, so for anybody who is going to be making a public comment, we would ask that you please come to the podium. You need to state your name and address for the public record. And uh, if there's anybody here. Testing? Okay. Uh, my name is Scott Campbell. Do you want my address, did you say? Hold on, Ellen. Yes. You should know it, Carolyn. <laughs> 8315. Sunnydale. 
I represent the pickleballers here in the audience and probably another 120 more that are not here. Um, what we would like from you, like Meg wanted, an update. We presented, with you, we presented to you a project proposal back in December and we'd like to know what you have done with that project proposal. Where does it stand? Have you discussed it? Has it been passed on to council? Uh, where are we on this project for the pickleball courts? Certainly. I'm going to ask Ms. Engel to please answer this question. Um, so I know Scott and I have also had many conversations. We know that Rec Commission did um, make the motion to ask council about pickleball courts and how they felt about them um, and getting them for the community. They approved that. They were all about it. The mayor was on board with it, so no problems there. Um, we've identified two spaces, which you and I have discussed, whether that be stadium or blossom. The specific area or how we would actually construct them or lay them has, you know, not been decided. I think it was um, when you came to, was it the rec commissioner or the council meeting? Obviously, with the budget this year, we could not make putting in the pickleball courts work. But it is something moving forward that we're looking into to possibly get some grant funding for. We're working with Marna Kabarkowitz about that, um, which is our head of our planning, not our planning commission. Planning and economic development. Thank you. Planning and economic development. So something in the terms of some grant funding for money, possibly looking into ODNR, is where she feels that that would be a best suited grant that we could achieve. Um, and that, you know, this will be on the budget for 2024. Okay. And what is it exactly that you recommended to council? as far as number of courts, you know, those kinds of details? Was it just per our, per our proposal? It was for outdoor pickleball courts was the need. Um, what we recommended was we'd like to have an outdoor space for utilize, to utilize those courts. Nothing in regards of how many courts, whether there's lights or no lights, anything like that has been decided. I think that that's where that funding speaks for it. So do you think the funding will then dictate the number and the type of courts? I think it will definitely be a strong, yes, it'll be a strong um, item with the dictation. All right. Um, so you said, say again what you said about 2024. It would be in the budget for 2024? So we were, were looking to apply for some funding for grant money, and that, that is something that we're going to look to accomplish in 2024. Uh, to accomplish the building of the courts or the getting well, of the money? We would have to apply to get the money. And then usually with grant funding, specific grants give you a timeline of when you need to complete those. So, for instance, like uh, we just got one grant for the uh, kids' quarters and needs to be completed by 2024, which is our phase one or ADA um, accessibility to get into kids' quarters. That has to be done by 2024 to have those funds put towards our project. So with the specific grant guidelines, that's when we would be, we would, we would work within those guidelines to achieve the pickleball courts if we were able to get some type of grant funding. So do you think the courts would be built in 2024? Um, I, I don't have a specific answer on that. When would you start applying for these grants? She's already begun to look at them and see what she can do. The ODNR grant that she actually just achieved for our kids' quarters, um, I want to say she started working on that. Was that the beginning of this year? 
maybe last, last year. year. It was awarded this. Yeah. Okay, so she started working on that in 2022 and was awarded in 2023. So she's working on grants now, and, and this is 2023. Any idea when so she we might could be awarded in 2024 for it? Okay, but awarded when in 2024? If it's December 2024, it doesn't do us a bit of good. It's all grant guidelines. It depends what grant we can achieve, and it depends when they say that they'll be awarding it. I don't have that specific answer. All right. I hope you know that to us and this community and the surrounding communities, pickleball is the growing sport. If you haven't read that, seen that, heard that, you're not watching anything on TV or, or the internet. And we are so far behind here in Brecksville, we got to get moving. These people came from playing in Independence where they were packed tonight and in Broadview Heights where they were packed tonight. We have no courts that we can play on outdoors in Brecksville. We are so behind the curve on this from the surrounding. Everyone's putting in courts here. Seven Hills just put in two beautiful new courts. They just opened probably, I think, maybe today mm -hmm. or this week. You know, Richfield's building courts. Everyone's building courts. We're not. We don't have any solid plan to build a court yet, not even one court. So please, you guys, you know, I know we weren't here a year ago, so we weren't on your list of priorities. I know we're demanding a large amount of money that's going to take away from other programs. But guys, women, people, you need to rearrange your priorities here. Pickleball is a, is a big thing for everyone in this community. Kids, adults, old folks like me. You know, you guys need to quit spending all your money on all these other programs that already exist and reprioritize things a little bit better. I know, like I said, we weren't on your radar a year ago. We're here now, we're not going away. We need some help here. We need, we need, we need to be important to this committee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. Um, I'm Thanks a lot, Scott. Well, I appreciate your comments. Um, from my understanding, the city understands this is a priority, knows it's a priority. Everybody understands this is a growing sport. Um, you know, as you said, first came six months ago. I think the responsiveness that you have gotten from Rachel uh, has been pretty good. I mean, I think they've, they've done what they can to dedicate what time they can in the field house. We're doing the tournaments. Um, I think that's a good first step. I think that's, you know, should show our, you know, willingness to, you know, we're not ignoring the sport. Uh, city council, the mayor know it's a priority, um, and we're working to get that done. You know, unfortunately, as Rachel said, it's, it's hard to get, you know, when you're working with grants and that funding, city budgets, you know, we know how things can move, but it, it, everybody know, understands and knows it is a priority. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Campbell. English. Yeah, I'd like to lend my support to pickleball, and I know that at some point we will be having pickleball in our CBYO programs. And I just want to make sure that the priorities that are established can be looked at as a total, as I've been calling out at each and every commission meeting that I've come to um, for all of our programs. So we cannot look at one program singularly. 
I've mentioned that for all of our sports program, our rec programs, so forth. We have to look at the com total needs of the community, including these 160 pickleballers and the 1,200 kids that participate in the CVYO and the 3,000 kids that participate in the rec programs. We need to meet everybody's needs. So, um, like I said, I'll lend my support where I can, as I always have, through the community. And um, be glad to welcome CVYO, uh, to welcome pickleball programs for the youth of our community in the future. Thank you. Any other public comments? If you could please come to the podium and state your name and address. Hi, my name is Terry Matuzak, and I live at 8468 Whitewood Road in Brooksville. And I just um, wanted to say, so could there be some kind of interim um, thing that could happen? We're not even that particular. If you could line some pavement, some like even pavement, and bring out some portable nets for us, that would be a step in the right direction. And um, like uh, when I left here last year, I drove past uh, down over there. <clears throat> it's not far from where the recycling is and all that over down there. There's flat pavement, there's lights, and there's nobody. I mean, I don't think that space is being used for anything. Um, there's a parking community lot? Like the yeah. community lot by Yeah, the I mean, couldn't you just garage? carve out like four courts and fill in the potholes and put some lines down, I think we'd even be willing to help you. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I would have to look at the area and see exactly what it's used for. I believe that's part of like our service garage, air, like services muni lot that they utilize for parking or whatnot. And I understand maybe at certain parts of the day, the day it's not okay. busy or a lot of cars park, but it's, right. it's not something that I won't look into. Right, or even one of the schools that are no longer being used if they haven't been sold already. Um, I'm, Which I think all of our school properties are <clears throat> spoken for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Central school properties still, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Central's ours. Well, so, Hilton has <laughs> not been... Slopes. But, yeah. So just so you know the demand, last night um, we went down to Independence and every court was full. Um, so that's, you know, 24, uh, 24 players. And then there was a wait with seven paddles waiting. And I would say all but two of the people there were probably Brooksville people. So, you know, we... We are really infringing on another community. And, but so whatever you can do to help us, I know we would really appreciate it. And if there could be like something to bridge us to 24, 25, because it, it sounds like if we get the funding in 24, we're not going to have anything till 25. And um, anyway. Yeah, depending on when we get that funding. No, I understand. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments? 
Hi, Linda Dillon, 8707 Fox Rest Drive, Brexville. I just want to request, I appreciate everything that's been done so far. We've had more uh, time at the field house and, you know, also at the rec center. Um, but what I'd like to request, I don't know if this board can put a request into the council to earmark some money in the budget for us and not just <coughs> wait for funding. Because we can put a nap in or, or for, for that funding and everybody knows it may not come. And we may be waiting another five years for another chance. So if this board, and that's why we're here, is because you're the rec board, if you can propose to council to earmark money for us next year to do something, even if it's temporary, but something that we can get going on. That's all I'm asking. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm Chris Grayer. My address is 6714 Pintail Drive here in Brexville. So the first thing I would like to mention is that the Association of Pickleball Professionals, based on a March 2023 study, found that the average age of a pickleball player, they said avid, they defined avid as once a month once a month. So average age is 34.8 years. 70% of pickleball players are between the ages of 18 and 44. So I said 70%. So I guess based on that, it seems like you would really serve a wide range of individuals here. So it's no longer viewed or played by only older individuals, people over 45. So the next thing I would like to say is that there are a lot of advantages of having community courts. Uh, it increases certainly the community visibility. We draw pickleball players from other communities. It increases the awareness and the consumerism of our local businesses, pickleball players, after they play, we go out to eat. We went out to Slimans in Independence, um, and we're starting to go to those businesses. And so it can bring businesses uh, into our area. Another thing is it increases the awareness and the participation in our local tournaments. So that would be a good thing. And it also gives local people a chance to practice so that they can go and win tournaments, and, it and that increases our visibility. So there are farther reaching effects of having these courts than making a lot of pickleball people happy. So that's what I would like to add. Thank you.
my name is Kristen Pollock, 9265 Lawn Park Drive. Um, I've been a resident of Brexville for 14 years, and within the past six months, I've met all of the pickleball players. Uh, I started playing indoors at the rec center, and I'll tell you what, I've met more people in the last six months in Brexville, in the last four, you know, in, in, based on the last six months. The last 14 years, I haven't really met anybody in the community based on, you know, but there are so many people out playing right now. Um, can we do anything, like, temporary? Because I just came from Broadview Heights, and they had, you know, big Tupperware bins where we could pull out the nets and put them up on the tennis courts. Um, even if we just, you know, they have the tennis courts line, but then the pickleball lines are over top of that. Um, something temporary until we can find the money to do it. Um, I don't know. It just is, it's a growing sport. I mean, Westlake's opening a pickle and chill type facility. A lot of uh, abandoned malls are now turning into huge pickleball courts. Beachwood's opening something. Um, it's just, I, I'm seeing every age from 20s to 70, you know. Um, I go to Independence and play a lot. They have six courts there, and that's where I spend my Friday nights because it's a lot of fun. Um, there's a wide range of people, but I'm just hoping we could do something in Brexville. Um, so can we do the portable nets or something? Because those aren't that expensive. No, we diff uh, we have um, we have portable nets right now, actually up at Kids Quarters. I know that they're – I have had some pickleballers reach out to me saying that they do utilize the courts up at Kids Quarters, but I know there's a discrepancy about the way they were – lined while while back and that the courts could do use some refinishing which that's that basketball courts to be refinished when kids quarters that whole um project goes underway okay. um but so we do have the portable nets even the ones that we utilize in the gym right now are okay. all portable um so trying to find a temporary space i think that we can something to discuss and something mm -hmm. we can put our heads together and think about that yeah. of where they could go or what space they could utilize outdoors what about the other tennis courts over here? Would that be a good location? or? Um, I believe it was commented way back then that was something that they did not want to line the tennis courts for pickleball and then have tennis and pickleball, you know, clashing with uh, wanting the courts. Um, that was definitely suggested way back when, but also um, communicated to me by the pickleballers that's not something that's ideal situation. They wanted their own courts. Oh, we'll take the temporary <laughs> lines over there. I played there tonight at Broadview Heights, and they had the temporary lines. So, yeah, we'll take whatever we can get right now um, until we can get the money to have our own courts. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'll just comment real quick while the gentleman's coming up that uh, the tennis court repaving is also <clears> – <throat> one of the items that's being considered as part of the you know something that's needing to be done and i'll just reiterate that from several months ago when the first presentation was presented it was a very impressive presentation we all appreciated it everybody here understands the the desire for it and the need for it um that's not a, that's not in question um you're always dealing with here you know every program that meg talked about and that i've been a part of as a coach and a parent has all been everybody making the best of what we have and sharing and doing all these things. So all your requests about temporary things are all very reasonable and we'll certainly you know, push what we can in that regard. But just understand that things take time and dedicated things take longer time. So you know, these pushing these things forward is good and, and we've provided support for it. And I think Rachel has demonstrated that to a, a very large degree. Thank you. I, uh, Mike Kroniski, I live at uh, 6949 Mill Road, 
And I just want to reiterate what Kristen said. I've met a lot of these fine people through the past year, um, great people who are very welcoming to anybody who walks out of the court. So I just want to mention that for anybody feels welcome walking in to Blossom, to wherever we play. But I, I just want to clarify one thing, ju just so I know there's no ambiguity in anything. Everything that we talked about is dependent on a grant. No grant, no court. Grant, court. Is that, is that safe to say? I can't, I don't make that ultimate call. I think grant funding would help pursue just like anything we just the stadium drive improvements that we brought up those improvements are happening due to a grant they've been long awaited um you know our tennis courts being lit out here that was grant funded those have been long awaited since we had to take out our previous lights as jeff just mentioned those courts have been on a list um to be resurfaced also the tennis players are waiting for those to be resurfaced um but i can't i can't say yes or no to that i don't have a specific answer it if, definitely helps receiving the grant. If I may respond to that, Mr. Krasinski, um, I can't speak directly to the answer of this situation. I'm not speaking directly to that. But what I can look back is the history of our behavior as a city and how the administration has handled it. And in the fiscally responsible approach, it usually has found a way to get what our needs are with finding grant and help along the way. And we've Great. been able to manage it and, and, and mend the gap of what our needs are in between. So... My understanding is that would still be one of the stronger approaches, but grants take a match. There's spending, there's money coming out of the city's budget with a grant. It's not just free money there. So there is a commitment in the pursuant in the pursuance of grants to have a commitment to that money. We're committed uh, to, to grant expenditures coming up on what we're taking on. So there certainly is a commitment at level when we are pursuing grants. Um, you know, there are some that are just gifts, but like majority are match to, to create any poor form of opportunity so I can at least say there's a commitment at that level um, based off the practices of our history so maybe we can collaborate with our surrounding communities to see how they accessed the type of funding that they needed to to make these projects happen in a very quick manner in, in my opinion that's all thank you mm -hmm. There is nobody else making a public comment. Any further questions? Well, I appreciate um, the enthusiasm uh, to, to see at any level um, from the enthusiasm Meg brings from the CVYO to the enthusiasm that the crowd here brings tonight. Uh, your passion and commitment to what you love and what you advocate for is important uh, to how this works. So thank you for coming in tonight. With that, you guys are all here. So go up to the community center and celebrate the holiday in July, or uh, Christmas in July here uh, up at the pool. And uh, thank you guys. I motion to adjourn at uh, 811. Second. Seconded by Lazaridis. That would be Bulware? Yes. Firestone? Yes. Gannam? Yes. Gianna? Yes. Kern is absent. Lazaridis? Yes. And Molesky is absent. We are adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have a